0: Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by My Golf Spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com.
1: It's time for grilling at the green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, new sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and the good times be than today. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to Grilling the Green here in Portland and in... Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Pennsylvania and Seattle and San Francisco, all kinds of places. Uh, We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Don't forget, you can now shop online for Painted Hills Beef if it's not in your part of the country. Um, All you have to do is go to PaintedHillsBeef.com. They have an online store, and when you're checking out, Just type in the the code BBQNation. That's my other show, if you didn't know that. And uh, you get 15% off uh, your beef order, which will come right to your doorstep. Also, uh, Birdie Ball, we'd like to thank John Breaker and his family back in Colorado. Uh, Birdie Ball is a great practice tool. Um, If you don't have a lot of space and you can't get to the range, what have you, Uh, I would suggest maybe you get a little box of birdie balls and a mat and have at it. So go to birdieball.com. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, We've got Frank back today. Yes. The Frank, Frank Nabolo from CBS sports. If you don't know much about uh, Frank's career, I'll see if I've got this correct this time. He had uh, 14 professional wins on five different tours. Frank also won the New Zealand amateur and the New Zealand under 25. Welcome
1: back. Thanks, Jeff. You're actually hearing the uh, the stakes at the start. Um, I could really do with a New York Strip, Pittsburgh <laughs> style right now. <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> so,
0: um, from your perspective, and you get a perspective very few people actually get to sitting in a tower or in the trailer at a at a tournament. Give us kind of a Frank Nabilo overview of this last year. It's been two years since you've been on the show, but we'll just do a year here. Kind of, what's your overview of the status of pro golf at this time?
1: Well, I know you said it's two years since I've been on the show. I, I think you've got to go back two years. I, I obviously, live as the, as the, um, thousand pound gorilla in the room, mm-hmm. because that's also going to decide what happens in the future. Um The framework agreement, which Jay Monaghan and Yasser uh, supposedly had till um, December 31st, you know, the clock's ticking, time's running out, because that will determine the future. So to answer your question, it's been very messy, because that's loomed every week um, on social media, um, players talk about it on the range, what's going on. Uh, obviously we try and focus on the coverage during the course of the tournament but we're very aware of it you know we think it's mm-hmm. um, you know when you're covering a tournament people want to watch what they're watching on the screen they don't need to be inundated with our opinions on 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 the world of golf but yeah it's messy um, i'm a little disheartened to be honest because you know golf's given me everything i've ever had in my life i still think it's a phenomenal game it doesn't matter what level you play at um, and I think for the best players in the world, I, I sometimes re- think that they don't realize how lucky they are.
0: You made a comment on another show a few weeks back, and um, forgive me because I don't remember the show you were on, but you made reference to that. Like these guys are 25 years old, making anywhere from 10 to 40 million dollars a year. That's that's not a common practice in most professions.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine, actually, in the driveway here. You, you know, when if you went back you know, historically with what sportsmen earn to the average person in the street, you know, sport has been this amazing thing to be involved in over the last, you, know, you could say, 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's NFL, um, whether it's, you know, hockey, baseball, basketball, tennis, golf, we all fit into that. And then that, that sort of increasing slope of payment, um, soccer, obviously, so I shouldn't leave that out. That's huge around the world. So I, I think they're in a, in a real purple patch for getting uh, reimbursed for the sport they pay and play and love. But I, I sometimes think that the average ponder who is, is so important to it, the viewer, right, they get paid like, you know, if it's a soccer stadium, if it's an NFL stadium, baseball, you know, the people that pack it out and really watch and love the game, that watch it on TV, they create so many jobs they obviously create a fortune for these players they keep people like me in business as well so i think at the moment um, what's lost is the the recreational player and the viewer i think is the one that's sort of been punished over these last couple of years yeah you know and
0: i think what really after i heard your other interview and then the the clip surfaced around that time too of of Patrick Cantlay saying at the Ryder Cup, he didn't wear a cap because nobody was paying him. I'm paraphrasing like that. That really hit me hard Um, as a huge fan of golf. I cover golf, of course, and, and that type of thing. But it's like, is that really what we've come down to? I mean, it's a marvelous game. It's a marvelous world. If you're lucky enough and talented enough to play at the top levels like you were just talking about, Good for you. You you put in a lot of work to get there. You had to, hmm. but to make a comment like that, I just thought was kind of I don't know it. it as we would say in our business, it was bad optics.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was bad optics. On one hand, I'm glad he said it because too many in the locker, too many players in the locker room have animated it. Mm-hmm. So at least he, he got it out there in front of uh, front of the world so they can discuss it. And th- there are two sides to that. Obviously, sure. I think the players are well-imbursed. He did say to a Ryder Cup where they do play for free. Um, the European Tour benefits a lot from the Ryder Cup. The PGA Tour, not so much. It's run by the PGA of America. So there was a little bit of nuance to it, but you're right. It It, it didn't come across great. Um, for obvious reasons, especially when they got a shellacking in the end, it was you know it looked like America was going to start this run of winning a bunch of Ryder Cups. So, so I think it, it it really hurt. It hurt people that were very patriotic to the American team. So you could see yeah. why why it hit a nerve. Yeah, and, and it
0: just um, like I said, I don't want to belabor the point, but it just kind of like writer cup and then president's cup and you've been involved in those i know Mm -hmm. and and that but that's kind of a separate if you will for your country for your continent whatever that's a a little not little but it's a side event that in my mind was always kind of separated from the money and the you know, trying to win the one or two million dollars, which is the top prize money each week now or more like that. And I don't know. It just hit me wrong. So I'll just leave it at that. But I was surprised, Frank, when you were talking about uh, live the vitriol that. um, Especially like on social media and some of the commentary, man, it is. You're either for us or you're a Guinness, as they used to say, (laughs) And, and and gosh, you know, it's like, can't everybody take a breath? I mean, this is the state of affairs we're in. Let's see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. It, it, we're in that time of our lives, though. Um, you, know, you look at politics, it's the same. You used mm-hmm. to be, you know, red or blue, and you could still go out for dinner and talk. Now you're like, if you're a Republican, well, I'm not going to talk to a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, you're not going to talk to a Republican. It's it's a shame when a country is that divisive. So it's just translated over into sport. And, of course, social media is the perfect platform for that. And, of course, if you've got a new startup in Live, and one of the things I do like about it, they do play around the world. I think that part's important. The PGA Tours had an opportunity to do that in the past and and haven't done it so so it was an opportunity um obviously I don't like the large sums of money I think it's disproportionate and it's caused some of the issues that we've already talked about because it, it, you know as soon as you throw in pots of money people think their value has gone up all of a sudden they're different from what they were yesterday and yeah. you could if you went back two years ago when we last spoke for example and this wasn't on the table golf was on an incredible trajectory but I guess you could also say because of that trajectory, it made it more inviting for the Saudis and and the PIF to become involved as they're also looking at tennis, supposedly. So we're on this glide slope I, I, that made us probably rich for the taking. But um, consequently, it, to your point, it's, it's created the ugliness because people say, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with an alternative to what we see on the PGA tour? I don't have a really good answer for that to be honest. Yeah. But I I, I don't think it has to be ugly, but it's it's a, it's turned into you're either in this bag or you're in that bag. And it's pretty much like everything else we read in the newspaper now. You know, the, we can't we can't you know you used to be able to sit down, have a drink and and chat and it used to be great to disagree, but now it just gets plain old ugly.
0: Yeah, it does. We're going to take a break here on grilling it's green. We're going to be back with Frank Novello. From CBS Sports, uh, one of the uh, tower rangers, if you will, (laughs) out there. Uh, And we'll be back in just a minute. Please stay with us. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome back to Grilling It's Green. Um, I'm gonna ask Frank a travel tip here. Every every week I ask my guest a travel tip. Uh, Uh, We've got some folks that love golf and love this show, Weston Kia, out here. And so I always like to get tips, if you will, from somebody like yourself, who's logged a couple million miles in those big (laughs) flying cigar tubes. So have I in another life. But uh, what would be a a Frank Nabilo golf tip? Travel tip, I mean, excuse me. Travel tip. Yeah.
1: It would have to involve St. Andrews. not just for the golf course but but the whole area is built around the university there yes and i've experienced st andrews in open championships as well as an event that used to be called the dunnell cup the team event and playing for new zealand and it was neat to go there in october when it was cooler it got dark a little earlier and all that and to enjoy the town and so st andrews is this amazing town so scotland is a must for everyone because mm-hmm. If you go to Scotland, um, it's, it's, it's cold. It's for the hardy and all that. The wind's going to blow. But it's so different. And the game's partially along the ground. You don't have these force carries, so you're not going to lose a bunch of golf balls. And it's just fun. And and the, they all know the game. That's the thing. You'll see people walking along the side of the golf course. CBS, we cover the Scottish Open. And we we're staying at the Marine Hotel, which is right next to North Barrett, which is one of the most famous golf courses there too. Mm-hmm. It has the 15th hole, which is a Redan Par 3. I won't get into course of architecture now, but um, our hotel's right on the edge of it. So I would walk down to the little village and that, and you just see people playing golf and you just stop and watch. And so it's that sort of environment. So that's a must. And if you're going to go that far, you might as well throw Ireland in there as well, because there's some great courses north oh, and um, sure. but. You know, obviously I come from down under. Um, it pains me to say this, but you've got to go and play the sand belt in Australia. For for a Kiwi to sort of praise Australia, it's a bit hard. But, <laughs> you know, the, the, the golf course is in at the sand belt. I was just down there for the Asia Pacific Amateur at rural Melbourne. They have probably six or seven of the best golf courses in the world within six or seven square miles. Um, it's wonderful. New Zealand's got a few good ones too. But if you do go down to Australia to play golf, you've got to go to New Zealand. And you take your wife too and, and go through all the tourist areas and go to a place called Queenstown, which is my favorite place in the world. Uh I've actually played
0: in Australia, Frank.
1: Oh, you have yeah.
0: I played in a um it was a town, it's it's called Orange and then Bathurst. Oh, Bathurst
1: uh, where they have the motor race.
0: Yeah. Played there, and I actually got to play at Royal Melbourne. Too. Oh, uh, one of the uh, lucky ones the uh the fellow and his family i was staying with he was a banker and uh, i didn't ask how he got me on uh, it was just very nice of him to do it and what a phenomenal phenomenal time i had so i've got a couple courses under my belt you might say down mm. down under it was a lot of fun um what is your One guy on tour, if you will, that you think has made the most progress over the last couple of years, you see stuff that we don't see. I mean, I know you watch it on a monitor and you make your commentary, but you also can look out the window and see, and you see these guys on the practice range or chipping and putting and all that. Who's made the biggest leap as far as their game, do you think?
1: The last two years, it's an easy one. Victor Hovland. Um, He's just world-class now. I, I remember being asked in 2022, who did I think would be the breakout player? And I said Victor that year. Um, it took him another twelve months. He's he's actually hooked up with a guy called Joseph Mayo or you, on social media. You can find him as Trackman Maestro, and um, they've just had a, a huge year. They won the FedEx Cup. But just his style of play, it's aggressive. Um, he's he's just a really honest, down to earth guy. The other guy I thought that was really going to stand out this this year that didn't because of injury was Will Zelatoris. Mm-hmm. He just had his first start in the Hero. I thought I thought Zelatoris would have a great 2023, so his name has to be thrown out there. But you know, injury injury sidelined a couple of players this year. Um, but it's good to see Zelatoris playing well again well, should I say at least playing again, but yeah, Hovland, no doubt. Um, you know, Europe's had a good year, I think, because not only did they win the, the Ryder Cup, but they had Victor Hovland as well as um, Ludwig Aberg who who was a pick in the Ryder Cup, and you could argue probably because they were they were light with some of the live players that were that were out. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for that, Aberg probably wouldn't have got the pick, but he won in Switzerland, I think it was two weeks before the Ryder Cup, and he also won over here just a few weeks ago. So... You know, it's it, golf. said a lot of great stories. If you go get past all the trash at the top, <laughs> yeah, the trash talking as well. You know, Camila Villegas, just winning about a month ago was was a good story. Um, you know, he hadn't won for for a bunch of years. So, but to answer your question, yeah, Victor Hovland, he's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and Vegetius had some personal
0: tragedy in there. They, they lost. He and his wife lost a young daughter. Uh, I couldn't even imagine that. And uh, yeah, I'm always rooting for the the guys that make the comeback that that's just my nature, but I I really like to see that. And Camilo was, Hmm. uh, uh, has done a good job and, and Hovland is he as nice a guy? Cause he's always got that smile on his
1: face. (laughs) (laughs) He is, he is, but he listens to the music he listens to. Honestly, I couldn't listen for more than three minutes to give me a headache. He listens to heavy metal. He's, uh, he, he is, he's just different. And it, he, I think he does appreciate where he comes from. His time in Oklahoma, he went to college there for three years, uh, still has a place in Stillwater. Um, but you know, he's a Norwegian that's like, hey, this is great. I've gone to America, and they pay me a fortune, and I love to play golf. It's That's exactly who he is. It's it's good.
0: Yeah, well, um, as, as long as he's not eating too much lefsa or whatever, I think <laughs> he, he's probably going to be fine. It was good. Speaking of comebacks, And we've got a minute or so left here, Frank, before we got to go to break. Uh, Saw Tiger last weekend at the Hero and watched, you know, what we could see on TV. That was really inspiring to me. Now, I'm an unabashed Tiger fan. I'll say that, you know, have been for a long time. But uh, he seemed to be getting around pretty well. Uh, You know, he said prior going into the tournament that he was rusty because he hadn't played in a long time or any competitive rounds for quite a while. But I
1: thought that was a real breath of fresh air also to see him back. It, it was, because his voice is important in the game, especially when it's going through troubled times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he elevated the game to levels that we've never, ever seen. Um, you know, Every every player playing now probably should, I don't know, dip into their pockets and pay him 20%. But, yeah, just to see him playing, especially with what he's gone through, we'll also see him again soon, because he's going to play in the father and son again with Charlie. Yeah, They, they might very well be the favorites, but, yeah, he's an inspiration. Just he keeps coming back. Um, you could argue some of it's self-induced or, or whatever, but it doesn't matter. To be able to, to come back from the back surgeries, and, and I was told that ankle uh, was was gone. It was they should have amputated. So he he's fought through. It's it's remarkable.
0: Well, I'll I'll say this before we go to break. I think if Charlie starts playing on a regular basis on television, it's going to bring a lot of teenage girls into being fans of golf. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that uh, Frank and I are going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Grilling at the Green on the iHeart Radio Network. Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by My Golf Spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm going to make Frank hungry again because I want to say... (laughs) uh, We want to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Don't forget to go to their website, PaintedHillsBeef.com. Put in your order, type in Barbecue Nation, get 15% off. And also Birdie Ball, John Breaker and his family down there. John was just on one of the Christmas shows, did a great job. Uh, They have a little discount on there, too. I think you have to write in, uh, I'll check this for you, but you have to write in, golf green 15 and you get some discounts there if you choose to use it and the last one this is one frank will be interested in also is pig powder my co-host uh this is hall of famer leanne Whippin, on my other show and she and her family owned a product called pig powder and i can tell you absolutely i'm gonna have her send frank some um it's one of the best rubs on the planet. It's won that award too, by the way. So uh, go to pigpowder.com and order it there. I always try to tie in
1: the food, Frank. You know, it's just I, me. I was going to ask you what pig powder was. Now that I know it's a rub, I'm really interested. So that's okay. Uh, my wife's a good cook, actually. And, and uh, I don't know. We used to have like turkey bolognese, and mm-hmm. she used beef the other day, and it was a hundred times better.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll see what I can do about getting you that New York strip, Frank, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, actually, about the pig powder, I not only used it on pork and and beef and that, but I've used it on like I made some fresh green beans with bacon the other night and I put a little pig powder in. It was marvelous, so very good. Oh, I'm, let's I'm let's looking get at be- the chops. yeah <laughs>
1: um, how's your wineries doing? Your family's wineries? It's publicly owned. It was bought by Constellation and then sold to L.A. So, so to be brutally honest, that's why I work for a living. Yeah, yeah. It's I got not it. Really mine. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, I got it. Are you still the ambassador?
1: No, I haven't done any sort of uh, good, when I, when I sort of stopped playing golf on a regular basis. That sort of went by the wayside. Yeah. When-
0: got it. Got it. Okay. So let's get back to to talking about golf. This morning, mm-hmm. they made the announcement about the ball rollback. Yep. And uh, 2028, 2030. And then there was a little subtext in there that they're going to look at the maybe the the drivers next and and that type of thing. The one thing I don't hear or didn't hear in this conversation much, Frank, and I wanted to get your take on it. uh, I was kind of like, well, you can go ahead and roll the ball back. But these guys now that are playing on the tours and the ladies tours, they're athletes. They go to the gym. They eat. Um, you know, baked chicken with, with steamed broccoli. I mean, they do all the right things. They work out fifteen times a week. They're just going to figure out a way to regain that ten to fifteen yards or whatever they're touting as the rollback, I think, because they're athletes,
1: yeah, they they will. Uh, di- distance has always been part of the game. It doesn't matter if, if you go back to Ben Hogan, who was long, despite his small stature, you know Jack Nicholas was the longest. Was as long as they come, and people try and say, How far would he hit it now? Um, you know, technology then it sort of jumped in, you, you know, metal drivers in the 80s, you know, they weren't that popular mm-hmm. initially. And then I think it's Bernard Langer, the 1985 Masters, is the last player to win a major championship with a wooden driver. So, you know, once that ship sailed, everything changed. And then things kept changing from the mid 80s to 2000, where you had, you know, obviously metalwood, they developed that got better and better. The advent of graphite, graphite's lighter. So you could make the driver longer Um, when you increase, you know, I I think it's for every quarter of an inch is potentially a mile an hour clubhead speed you can get that adds up to more yardage. There's more and more and more. And then every time you tweak the driver, you tweak tweak the golf ball. Um, it's just like any other sport sure. and you put the two and two together and you get a lethal combination. And then for the elite players, you're right. The, are the athletes, they've realized through, through stats and that how important driving distances we knew it was, was important, but for example, you know, eight feet on a, an eight foot part um, is the 50% mark, right? So if you make an eight footer, you make 50, you, you make half a shot, you miss yeah. it, you lose half a shot. Um, you think that's sort of, sort of quite big, but it, Hitting a drive, you know, 340 yards is a, is a big advantage over 300, even if you're in the rough. And the guys have figured that out now, so they're going to keep going down that, that street. So the RNA and the USGA really didn't have, you know, they saw the writing on the wall, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But, you know, everybody's always fought it and kicked back and say, well, the game's great. Why change it? Why change it? But you can see this sort of, um, you, can, you can see the dead end if we keep going this way, you know, par mm-hmm. fives aren't par fives anymore. I see more, more wedges and nine irons hitting the par fives than what I do. People laying up that admittedly, that's on the tour. So if I'm a recreational player, yeah, I feel like I'm being punished, but the only way around it was bifurcation. PGA tour, PGA of America, they weren't keen on that. So, so really um, the USGA and the RNA, they, they had one decision. Do we do something or not? And and you know I've always abided by the rules of the game, and sure. it, it it might be a bitter pill to swallow initially, but it's going to save the game.
0: Well, I hope so. I hope hmm. so because um, I was reading this morning on uh, remarks and comments by some of the uh, president CEOs of some of the golf ball manufacturing companies, and some of them were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll follow the rules," you know. We think the USGA and the RNA for their time. And other ones were like, we'll do it, but we're kind of doing it begrudgingly, if you will. Um, And I didn't read through the whole article because I didn't have time. Honestly, I didn't take the time, but uh, I find it interesting to do that because a player like myself and a lot of people that listen to this show, um, they're just weekend warriors. They probably need every yard that they can get. and then there's some of them that don't care. They just they just want to go out there and have fun with their friends and, and enjoy the game. So I'm kind of in that, that lot. Um, but yeah, good but to,
1: go but ahead. Jeff, you, you're not going to use, you know, as a recreational player, you won't lose that much. And the other right. thing that's happened, especially over the last 20 years, is they've made the driver more forgiving, for example, mm-hmm. and the fairway woods more forgiving, utility clubs. So for the recreational player, the longer shots have become easier to hit through through that technology they're not taking that away and and even if you want to uh, if you struggle pitching and that they you know this wedges up to 64 65 degrees so they're giving you a club too that makes it easier for that so, so they've still allowed a lot of equipment to try and make the game a little easier for the recreational player is the ball actually going to be that much smaller is that no, 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 it won't be small, it'll be the same size. I mean, it's okay. actually talk, believe it or not, of making the ball bigger because you'd have more aerodynamics, perhaps more spin. That was, I think Ben Crenshaw talked about that a few years ago. It's actually not a bad idea. Because mm-hmm. as a kid in New Zealand, I grew up with the small ball, 1.62 inches. And that flew, you know, probably like the golf balls of today fly. Right. And then, you know, the the late 70s, early eighties, the rest of the world all changed to the one point six eight. So it was like a rollback for us. We used to have a ball that penetrated the wind and and it, it flew straight or all of that. And and then all of a sudden now we're going to use the same ball that the American players were using. But what actually happened in that period of time, that was the the boom of international golf because all the really good international players got better because they had the same product they were having in America. So you know I'm I'm I guess I have a more positive look at it. I actually think it will uh, you know I don't look at it as we're losing something. I think if you if you love the game for really what it's all about, which is is one of the few games you get to breathe fresh air. You can play with a bunch of other people. You can still compete. Play with your grandkids. All of that. Yes. Um, a lot of people point to COVID and they go, well, you know, hey, this game's booming. No, what COVID did was reminded people how good golf is to get outside. Why you need fresh air, and why a good walk in the park and a challenge is important it's not a it's not a video game you know i voice for ea sports that's fun that's when the ball should go straight and, and use a controller you know golfs you, you still got to you got to grind at it you got to work at it it's very humbling but it keeps making you come back that is true it's the worst addiction i ever had <laughs> and
0: i <laughs> i don't really have any addictions but i will tell you it feels like it some days when i when i need to get out there um so on a on a personal note, do you ever give Jim Nance a hard time when you're off camera?
1: Damn right I do. He gets an <laughs> award every week, and he's so damn good at his job. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, he has. He has a very good sense of humor, actually. And um, we 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 both have May birthdays, so we're Taurus and we're stubborn. But um, yeah, he likes to joke around. It, it's a sh- it, well. It's good. I was going to say it's a shame people can't hear things in commercial. But, yeah, he gets he gets ripped on and uh, and he enjoys it and he gives it back. Yeah, He's a he's a good leader. He really is. Makes the show better.
0: We're going to take another break. We're going to be back with Frank Navarro from CBS Sports. We will talk some food and cooking when we come back, because I know Frank likes to do that. And then I don't think Frank suffered through this the last time he was on the show. But after the show, when we record the lightning round uh, after our session. I've got some really good ones for Frank. he'll enjoy them. I'm not being sarcastic. You're listening to Grilling at the Green on the GNN iHeart Radio Network and all of our affiliates. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, along with uh, Frank Nabilo from CBS Sports. Um, how many tournaments do you think you played in before we jump into the food stuff, Frank? How many tournaments do you think you played in in your pro career?
1: I have no idea. Honestly, I played. I turned pro when I was 19. I played for 23 years. Played all through Asia, Japan, Europe. Um, obviously, America. I I I stopped counting. To yeah. To be honest, I I I. Didn't count the number of flights I was on, and then part of me too is that when I stopped and started this, you know, I, I put all my energies into trying to be as good a broadcaster as I could be. So it's not that I don't know that I played before, but I, I just sort of put it in a back seat. If you went around our house, you have to work, you have to look really, really hard to find golf memorabilia. I keep that in a very private place. So um, I, I look at my career now as an announcer, and and yeah. these guys play the game. I'm envious the way they play. So, so to me, it's like, Hey, that's a, ship sale. Yeah, that should
0: sell. Yep, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. I think after I reached the uh, 2 million mile mark on the airlines, it was like, I, I didn't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> it was just, can I get an upgrade? That was the <laughs> only thing I was worried about was, could I get an upgrade? Okay. Let's talk about your cooking. Are you still, mm-hmm. you? were you a big green egg fan? If I remember?
1: No gas. Yeah. I'm lazy. Yeah. yeah gas barbecue. Anytime there's meat, and, and especially like whether it's a flank steak, cut it sideways, and uh, I'm responsible for that. But every now and again, I'll put the heat up to slow, slow heat cooking. I'm not very good at.
0: Well, and that's kind of tougher to do with gas, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, if you had pellet pellets, the easiest to to do slow cooking on. Mm. And um, we have a few of those parked on our back porch, along with gas and charcoal and all that. What's your um, what is your favorite thing to cook? I know we talked about this last time you were on the show uh, and you were kind of, no pun intended, grilling me about my cooking. But what's your favorite? <laughs> th- what's your favorite thing?
1: Well, I, I'm going to say steak. But, you know, rather than serve out a slab of meat, I'll cut it sideways mm-hmm. and so, so serve it in small pieces. So, you know, I crank the thing up as hot as I can get it. And um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll cook, whether it's a flank steak or New York strip. New York strip's probably my favorite more than anything. And um, and you know I, I cheat. I use a the meat thermometer. Oh, and, that's perfect. Yep. Yeah, so we we like to have it you know rare, medium rare at the most. And uh, you know uh, we'll vary on what the rubs we use. Sometimes I'll try and use more of a Spanish rub. You know, throw just throw a little bit of lime in there as well. Sure. Um, but Montreal seasoning, if you're in a hurry, always seems to work. But but then yeah, if you get it out nice, and I sometimes I won't let it rest. I'll I'll actually slice it more straight away rather than let, let it yeah. rest because i don't want it to keep cooking yeah well there's a big um i'm probably doing it all wrong though Jim. no no not yeah, at yeah, all yeah.
0: because i'll tell you there's a big uh discussion always in the barbecue and the cooking world do you let it rest do you not let it rest the science actually says letting it rest doesn't do much for it at all oh, that's good to hear you know and uh and i'm one and i think you probably are too i would like my uh, roast steak, whatever, I want to still hot or at least correct, very warm when it's yeah. on my plate because you can enjoy it that way. Yeah. Uh, other people are saying, no, you got to let it rest for five minutes. Well, exponentially on the science side, not that I missed your science here, but you will lose about 30% of your temperature after five minutes sitting out in the air okay so if that steak is 160 or not 16130 uh 125 130 by the time you've let it rested for a few minutes and then you slice it and it gets on the table that that meat's probably going to be about 75 to 85 degrees yeah so, which is not what i want yeah that's not what i want either no. so i'm with you on that i'm i'm not much of a rester uh, we get a lot of people on my other show that talk about that but it's it's like I don't know how much I'm not, this isn't directed at you. I don't know how much you cook when you're talking to them, but that doesn't make any sense to me. And I've cooked a lot, but that's mm. just me. Yes. That's, that's
1: just me. Um, uh, my, my wife's a good, good too. And she can eat fire hot. So, yeah. so the thing is, if, if, if I have the steak fresh off, off the grill, she loves it that way too. If I let it rest, unless the pot, the plate is boiling hot, same thing. I mean, it just sounds like it tastes like warm meat.
0: Yeah. in that,
1: you know, you might as well
0: throw it in the microwave at that yeah. point, which is a, a true cardinal sin, if you, if you
1: will, to do that. Is there something you'd like to try to cook that you haven't yet? I've, I've done ribs, I think, twice. And it, once was good, and the other was very average. So, and once again, because it's a gas barbecue, I went around to a friend's place, and he's got a slow cooker that's programmable. And it was like cheating, and the ribs were fantastic. So I guess yeah. ribs, I'd like to, you know, when you go to, um Memphis. And there's there's so many good rib houses. And I I actually like a dry, dry rub when I go to Memphis. So I'd like to replicate something like that, to be honest.
0: Frank and I are going to get out of here. We're going to do after hours in a minute. But Frank, uh, it's really nice of you to uh, agree to be on the show again. And I've missed talking to you.
1: Likewise, Jeff. It's always fun. And thanks once again for the tips, too. Hopefully, one day I'll be a better chef because of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. Go out, play some golf, and remember, be kind. Take care, everybody. Grilling at the
1: Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights
0: reserved.